What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Scratch Agency Podcast, hosted by Scratch Agents for Scratch Agents. My name is Stephen Turnbull, founder of T5 Insurance Services in Clinton, New York. I'm joined by my co-host today, the one and only Mr. Sean Fitzgerald, founder of LAF Advisors in Long Island, New York. Sean, how are we doing today, sir? I am doing great, man. Thanks for asking. Working on a bunch of stuff at the agency. I got some training plans I'm building out for VAs. I got a training plan I'm building out for an uh, appointment setter. Uh, Billy put me down a wormhole of hiring an, an appointment setter. So now uh, I just got a bunch of good things going on. So um, yeah, man, thanks for asking. What about you? you? You probably got a ton of stuff going on too. You just moved. So I'm sure you're, you're moving and grooving. Getting getting settled into the new space, getting more comfortable, getting some things uh, taken care of. So exciting stuff going on here. But we're going to get right into it. Super excited to get into today's episode and very excited to welcome Austin Moorhead, owner and founder of Lava Automation. Austin, first off, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. How are you today? Man, I'm doing excellent. Uh, you know, as always, I'm always uh, very positive, super optimistic and uh, you know, I try and avoid, even when I'm having tough days, to not be feeling excellent. So, I love it. I love it. For those that are learning about you now for the first time, before we get into lava and all that good stuff, tell us just about yourself, how you got into the industry, and then uh, we can dive into all the stuff we want to talk about. Yeah, after high school, joined the military, did that for till about 2014, contracted, you know, downrange, that type of stuff. And then my wife got pregnant. We realized raising a family overseas wasn't a good deal. And so moved home and had a little bit of money to spend and realized I was done uh, working for people. And, and a friend said, hey, you should go check out State Farm. And uh, the cue should have been at the time that she was an independent broker, but I didn't pick up on it. And so I went and signed up with State Farm, went down that rabbit hole, realized it wasn't a good fit for me long term. I didn't like the whole captive model. And then I decided to open up a brokerage and then had the rude awakening in 2018 uh, that there was no tech really kind of designed for uh, independent agencies. And and I kind of made it like my cross to bear of something that I was going to do was set up the, the technology for the agency. And uh, you know, told uh, another agent in Denver that what I was up to, and we were using the same platform at the time. He says, "Hey, why don't you come build mine too?" And I probably should have said no because I should have <laughs> just focused on you know my own agency. But you know, as the way luck has it and fate fate takes you, it, it turned out to be a blessing. And so we we ended up hooking up his agency with uh, you know pre sale automations, and he went from like one million in new business to seven million in new business within about two years. Um, and, uh, then we knew we had something It was like crazy. It's like, Oh my God, automation is like life changing. And, uh, then we took the campaigns and moved them to renewals. And then we took them, we moved them over to some service tasks. And, and I think now today we, we manage about a half a billion, that's a billion with a B in premium across our agencies. Um, and, uh, to say that that is the bigger side of the agency would be, downplaying the 171 employees we have in the Philippines. Uh, that same first client said, oh man, I really like your dev team. Why don't you get me a couple of VAs? And, and then it just snowballed. And the VA side of the company is technically the bigger side of the company, uh, but we are very passionate about uh, insurance technology. And wow. That's, that's kind of it. Wow. So yeah. talk, talk to me about the, uh, yeah, t talk to me about the uh, automation. I, I, I mean, I love this stuff and I feel like, I have so much more to learn when it comes to automation. I 
really know the basics. I know how to send automatic, you know, birthday <laughs> emails and texts. And I know how to have some stuff in my pipeline for like new leads. But besides that, it is not, I don't have like a super complex system built out. So I would love to hear from you kind of like what you see most agencies like missing out on from the techno from the um, automation side of things and where you think they should before they even look to like bring you on or bring on a you know a team to help them with the automation like what's some like little things they can do to you know improve their automation yeah well i think you know the shiny object syndrome is super real like you know everyone's like okay what's the sure. popular crm you know one or two options and and they usually go get that and then they go okay what's the coolest calendar app and then they go and get that and then they go okay what's the coolest commercial writer, then they go and get that. And then they go, what's the coolest, you know, uh, custom form thing. And they go and get that, but they never finished setting up the CRM and the CRM is going to do 98% of the work, but you're off in la la land tinkering with some other cool Zapier, you know, thing. And it's like, whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes until the CRM is done. Don't move. Mm. And I see that everywhere we look, mm. everywhere we look. You know, and, and the solutions for personal lines versus commercial lines are are very different. You know, we've got agencies with less than a million in commercial, but they think they need to spend a lot of money on these commercial, you know, renewal forms. And it's like, well, you could probably do that manual for a little bit. Let's wait till your commercial book grows before you go spend a bunch of money on tech. Um, and so I like to actually tell people, you know, less is more. You know, we've kind of got to that place where it's like we could make we could move the needle with without spending a lot of money just in the CRM. Um, mm. but you were mentioning you have your, like your new lead campaign set up, you know, do you have your missing info campaign? Do you have your quote sent campaign? Do you have your quote ready campaign? Do you have your waiting on decision campaign? You know, what's your, you know, new business reviews looking like, you know, how are we doing with, uh, you know, setting expectations. And this is the other thing, and, and I'll probably geek here and talk super fast. Uh, I, I find that, that we lose track as agency owners of what the goal is. And, and if, and if I'm wrong here, but tell me, but I think that 99.9% .9 of us, the goal is revenue. Yep. And so when we're crafting these right. campaigns, you know, revenue needs to be in mind at the entirety of the process. And so post-sale, you know, we move the, the deal to sold, you know, what does that indoctrination onboarding process really look like for your agency? Does it have your chief goal, your number one goal in mind, you know, as you're creating uh, your campaigns, you know, are we trying to cross sell? Are we trying to, you know, retain? Are we trying to upsell in those campaigns? And we find that a lot of people kind of struggle with, okay, what should I say? And, and there's a balance and, you know, you only have so many touch points that you can really deploy before you burn out that relationship with your customer. And so, you know, chief, chief goal number one is, is ROI. And I can maybe send you one or two touches a month after the point of sale and I need to stop about three months before the renewal so we can start renewal stuff. And so I got about nine months of, of, you know, indoctrination ROI generating activities in, in that part of the policy period. Uh, you know, but then I see guys that go out and they, they put in birthday messages, Christmas messages, Thanksgiving messages. It's like, is that serving the ROI? Uh, you know, is that going to get you another policy? Is it a feel good? Did they get, you know, 50 of those emails from their LOs and realtors also that just, you know, I open those up on that day. It's like delete, 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 delete. 
And so we try and keep the the communication kind of always kind of focused on, you know, their needs that that align with our needs. You know, how do you get excellent service that results in cross sales? Well, I feel personally attacked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. You know, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't have been where we're at today if it wasn't for agencies being super forward thinking and allowing us to kind of tinker a bit. And we have the blessing of, I don't run an insurance agency. You know, we are a marketing CRM development company where we're going to set up your you know customer journey. And, and we have the benefit of spending 80% of our time on that activity. Mm. Where if you're an insurance agency owner, you know, you're worrying about 50 other things. And to give the, you know, the CRM component that much time, you know, maybe you're no longer an insurance agent. And so we've just had that benefit right. of, you know, and we were pretty early in the game. You know, I think when we got started, there might've been one or two other, you know, vendors out there that kind of did some of the same stuff today. I think there's probably 10 agencies that do similar stuff to us. Uh, well, let's, so just because we wholeheartedly dedicate our stuff to that made it easy. Yeah, sure. Let's let's dive into that. Can you specifically talk about where you guys fit in and then kind of what the first couple steps look like? I mean, you just rattled off all those great things, which is, is uh, like you said, let's wait till we get this set and then go off to the other shiny objects. So talk about where you guys fit in and then, um, you know, what those first couple of steps look like in the development process. So because we have an end-to-end -end solution, we're going to probably tackle, uh, you know, two or three pieces of tech when we meet an agency. The CRM being the core piece, we usually do add some type of uh, conditional form. Uh, and then maybe there would be like some calendar app included in it. Maybe that's not as common. It really kind of depends on your lead flow process. Uh, but when we meet an agency, uh, you know, we already have the templates, you know, we're kind of explaining, hey, do you want personal lines and commercial lines? You know, do you want pre-sell, post-sell and renewals? And, and they always say yes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we can meet an agency in two weeks, we can stand them up with, you know, 500 unique touch points. And then we're, we're live in about two weeks and then we're training for the next month. So, you know, within about 45-ish days, your, your agency is running at what we would consider to be like an elite level, um, where we have $50 million agencies that are doing the same thing that, you know, these $1 million agencies are doing. So it's like you jumped to the finish line, right? Mm. Um, but uh, so in pre-sale, what tech do you need? So you need to be able to connect your website to your CRM. So someone goes to the website, on the website, we need to have very clear buttons, get quote now, or even better, maybe it's just to have the simple form or like a very short form, first name, last name, email, phone number, line of business, and they hit submit. And that would come into the CRM, either go personal or commercial. Uh, so you need to, to do that. You need to have a website, you need to have Zapier, and you need to have a CRM. And then the customer is going to come into that first campaign, the new lead web website campaign. And the objective here is to, you know, respect the customer and respect your team's time. So the customer chose not to pick up the phone and call you. Your number's all over the website. They chose not to, to dial you. They, they decided to do the digital thing. And so we feel that the first thing that we should automate to the customer is the long form. Hey, thanks for filling out, you know, our information on our website while you wait for one of our team members to reach out to you. If you'd like, go ahead and get started with our, we call it the fast app or the simple form. 
we try and like give things, you know, uh, use some psychology in the naming conventions of stuff. It is not mm -hmm. a simple form. It is not fast. It's a hundred questions, depending on what conditions are applied during the process. And then in that simple form, and you can use a lot of conditional forms for this, like Cognito, JotForm, Gravity Forms, FormStack, and there's got to be 10 options out there. So, but in that, in that first long form, we do make it conditional. So the customer doesn't see all 100 questions. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to kind of slowly get them pot committed, man. I, I just answered 10 questions and then asked me for three more. Well, I'm not going to stop now because I'm, I'm pot committed and it works. Um, the first agency that we deployed this in, uh, they got so good at this form that they required the customers to submit deck pages and they would get like mm -hmm. a 90% completion rate. They go through all the questions and do deck pages. And so yeah. if your agency can, you know, reinforce what the agency standard is when you talk to customers that don't want to go through the experience, you'll, and you can kind of explain what the steps are when you get them on the phone. Uh, you can, you can get total adherence to it. Uh, it's just, will you build the human process around what is going to serve you the best? Um, so customer submits that, that simple form, you know, that simple form is going to go to Zapier. Zapier is going to go back to the CRM and it's going to find that card, that deal, that opportunity, that policy, whatever you want to call it in the CRM. It's going to move it to the simple form receive stage, the working on quote stage. And that's where your VA gets queued up. VA goes and preps all of the, you know, the quotes and then the VA is going to move it over to, you know, waiting, you know, waiting for review. The agent's going to review what the VA did. And then we're either going to manually pick up the phone at this point and call the customer and we're going to say, Hey, we got the quotes ready, but if they don't answer and they never do, then we're going to drag them over to the quote sent stage. Hey, and the quote sent stage is going to send a text message out that says, Hey, we just, you know, sent you the quotes. Let us know what you think. And a customer is going to respond to the automation. Uh, and so we have a ton of data. Uh, in the, the, the data is probably, I think, what proves more than anything why we should be doing this. Some of the newer CRMs were, were a little data light, uh, but we, we got started on some of the, the older systems that weren't tied in to insurance AMSs like Keep and Entreport and Salesforce. They don't have a native integration like AgencyZoom or InsuredMind does. But they had like real flexible reporting. And so one of the goals uh, we started about two years ago is we wanted to measure how much the automation was converting, you know, and what touch point in the automation were we seeing the conversions. And so was was call was the manual call one as effective as the uh, automated e text one? And the data tells us that text uh, converts more than three times as much as calls do. Uh, that personal lines it changes for commercial a bit. And that uh, ultimately in personal lines, we're seeing about 80% of the stage to stage conversions are due to the automation or due to the automation. Wow. It's insane. And so if you set your CRM, CRM up completely like end to end, the average user that uses a CRM should see an yeah. extra 2.3 weeks worth of work done per month on their behalf. 2.3 weeks per month That's of work insane. done on their behalf. So as an agency owner, it's like, man, I just got another employee and didn't pay any money. You know, the software fees are nominal in comparison. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's honestly how I felt when I uh, first opened my agency and I brought in, you know, I, I added agency Zoom a couple of months into starting the agency and I tinkered with some of the automation. But I think what helped me a lot was by having some of that automation set in place, 
for the new leads that I was working on. So also when I was growing the agency, I was purchasing a lot of leads and I had a lot of automation in there and my conversion rate, I, I don't have the exact numbers on like what it was prior to automation versus with automation. But I mean, I was closing about 10% of the leads that we were, you know, that we were purchasing, which is good for purchase leads. What were they? Were um, they so like all web felt, quote wizard? What, what type of leads were that? Yeah, quote quote wizard. Yeah, quote That's wizard. Homeowners quotes. Yeah. yeah, and it was very specific. You know, I bought a list very specific in my local area where I knew there wasn't a lot of competition. You know, like a lot of the national carriers couldn't write in because they were coastal or whatever the case was. Um, but I almost felt like you said it was like almost having like another employee. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't even build that out super complex. It just hit them with you know, an automated text, an automated email. And then every couple of days it would, it would check in on them. I would call yeah. too, but every couple of days. And I would have to, if I had to estimate, I would say about half of the people would respond to the automation like six days from now. They wouldn't, mm, they yeah. didn't answer the phone. And then that's kind of how the process started. So I can totally see how that's. An, so we do have employee. data also that says that people convert sometimes 21 days after coming into the funnel. So it's like, wow. don't, and so when I'm telling people when you're going to build your campaign out, the campaign per stage should be at least 25 days. Yeah. And it should go through like an evolution, like a psychological evolution of here's the benefits of working with my agency. Uh, mm. Here's some social proof of other people that worked with my agency. So like share some types of reviews or something like that. And then eventually we get into like the breakup message, like, Hey, looks like it's not a good fit. Um, and so every campaign, 25 days, psychological evolution, because people are going to react to different, you know, uh, content, you know, Austin, I'm just a little devil's advocate here, only in the sense of this is stuff I've heard from other agents. Sure. Does it ever get to the point where you have so much automation where it's like, you know, somebody gets a client or a customer gets automation they shouldn't get? You know what I mean? Like, thanks for renewing with us, even though it canceled five days yeah. ago. I wanted to get into, I wanted to get into totally. that too. <laughs> Yeah. And so what does that require? That requires, you know, really clean human processes and training, right? So if your team doesn't yeah. understand how to use the CRM, you are, you know, in a trap. Um, and it is imperative that when the customer responds or there's some update in the process that we are, we are living and breathing inside that CRM and updating it. But, okay. uh, you know, and I always tell people, let's focus on the majority of the results. And so we are going to have whoopsie doos. Right. You know, someone's going to forget to move a card. Um, but I'll tell you, most customers are pretty gracious. Oh, I, you know, oh, sorry. I, I sent that by accident. You know, I, it, it's like right. they need to have a term for butt dialing with the CRM. Oh, that was a, that <laughs> I gotta, was a whoopsie do. You know? I got to tell a quick, quick story. And I think Stephen might remember this. This happened to me months ago, but my agency Zoom, I did something. I, f I forgot what I did, but it sent a message to like every client I had. Not saying they canceled, oh, yeah. but it said something, something along the lines that their renewals coming up or whatever the case was. And I had so many people read, what do you mean my renewals come up? But no one was really mad, but I winded up getting like a few quotes out of it. <laughs> See? Some people, oh, well, since I'm talking to you, Sean, can you quote my uh, blah, blah, blah? I think I it was, was like, a power of humans, right? We you know what I mean? It was a remarket, uh, yeah. It was a, it was a remarket, <laughs> and so you know, I you know, I kind of try and when we meet agencies, I try to want to preface them to like, this is going to happen. It's not a matter of if; it's just a matter of when. Someone's going to make a mistake, and you know, if you got true salespeople that are on the other end that are receiving the responses from the customers, like, like you said, 
you turned a, a mistake into an opportunity I and mean, we see it all the time. Mm. Um, and so can you dance? You know, that's the importance of the human. You can't get rid of that. So what does the yeah. training look like on that side of it? Uh, Austin, when you go into an agency, um, and, and you're setting up that training, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you're training the whole team on, do you get into the fact of training with the CRM or do you just get into the fact of here's what this campaign looks like and here's what's going to happen and how we need to respond to it? How does that kind of look when you bring on a new client? Uh, well, so it depends on the agency size. You know, if you're under 10 million, oftentimes we see that, you know, it'll be an, an agency training. But, you know, some of our agencies are 30, 40, 50 million. Yeah, they do department training. So we'll have like a personal lines, you know, call, we'll have a commercial lines call, we'll have a personal lines pre-sale call. We'll have, usually the people that work the renewals are very different than the people that work sales. And and so if you want, if you want to really focus in on like what that section of the CRM provides, just having the people that are working that section of the CRM on the training is the most important. Um, uh, it's kind of how we do it. And then, uh, when we, I think agency zoom solved one of the biggest cruxes that we see in other platforms, uh, user adoption has always been the, the strongest thing that we struggle with. When you move a deal from stage to stage in agency zoom, it has this really cool pop-up that literally shows you the entire campaign right there. And you can hit the little eyeball and you can see every message. And so we used to have to go yeah. through like, you know, pre AZ, you know, this extensive, Hey, here's all your content. Here's your playbooks understand them, know the menu. But now with AZ, you know, users can kind of learn on the fly really, really quick. Like this is what's going to go when I drag it here. And so we don't focus too much mm -hmm. on the content. Once we get to that point in the process, content was solved with the agency owner, usually uh, a couple weeks prior to that. But for the users, you know, uh, you know, our biggest you know thing is like, Hey, this is the trigger in which you need to be aware to do your part in the job. You know, you have a card now in that stage. Maybe a lot of people like to, to build tasks and, hey, card got to this stage, let's add a task. I, I, uh, in the early days, we used to uh, not understand the power of automated emails and texts and voicemails. And so we would build in like 50 calls into the new lead stage, you know, 50 calls into the quote sent stage. Uh, and I could show you some old campaigns, just millions of calls. And, and we would get these really fancy dialers and we would just burn through these lists. Uh, but what we've learned is one, the team freaking hates that. And two, it's not needed anymore. It isn't needed. Like the texts and the emails are going to do all the work. And so we, I fight agency owners that still kind of believe this. And I say, if you make more than three phone calls in any campaign, you're, you're hurting your team and you're hurting your profits. Like no more than three, you know, over that yeah. 25 day period, get the emails and the texts, do the rest of it and get you your time back. And, you know, get more leads. Uh, Austin, talk to me. What agencies do you have the most success with in the sense of, you know, are these agencies niche agencies? Do they maybe, you know, have a trucking niche or do they mainly just do personal lines or do you do better with the generalist who does personal, commercial and a little bit of everything? Is there one agency that when you see that reaches out to you, you get excited like, oh, I know I can really help this person, you know? Personal lines is the easiest, hands down, okay. just because of sheer volume and the yeah. everyday consumer is going to respond to that type of stuff. Automation can be a little trickier for high net worth commercial agents. You know, they need a little bit more of a, you know, a belly to belly relationship, but there's still parts of the commercial process that can be automated. 
And uh, we do fully automate the entire experience. Commercial looks very similar to personal lines. Commercial just has, uh, uh, it's just received better. Or sorry, personal lines just received better. So yeah, we get excited when agencies are predominantly personal lines, but we've got a couple of big commercial players that, uh, you know, $30 million, you know, commercial books that, that use automation all day, every day. Wow. When you start to get that size in commercial though, it's more about the forms and the, and the contracts. And so it's like, can you automate the contracts? Can you automate the pre-filling of these forms? You know, cause when you got the renewals yeah. and the ENS stuff coming up, it's like, are my users having to go and fill out this lengthy, you know, accord form, or can we somehow pull the data from last year and repurpose it this year? Things like Wonderwrite, Broker Buddha, uh, really kind of make commercial experience just kind of, you know, Gucci, so to speak. Here's what I'm here, here. Here's something I'm curious with, and I guess I'm gonna put myself in the in the seat for a minute. I my prior agency I came from was very old school. Didn't use a CRM. We had a CRM. I was the only user on it, and I was just basically using it for pipeline management for my sales as the only producer. Right. Went off on my own, started T5. Now I've got insured mind, been happy with them, but I'm the person that you were talking about at the beginning where I've got, you know, the birthday message and I've got this and it's not completely built out. And I know that at this point, what, what has surprised me and I don't think I realized, and I kind of want you to answer this and talk to the people that may be thinking this is how much automation can help the individual salespeople, the individual service people and the agency rather than just the communication to the client. You know, there's so much more of just the little reminders for that producer or the little reminders for that service person, whatever that automation is, uh, that it can help the agency so much more than just the general communication to the client. So I just love to hear your feedback and just your, your thoughts on that from all the people you work with. So before AZ and insured mine came on the scene, nothing talked between the AMSs without spending a quarter million dollars in programming. I mean, you were going to be way in the hole. And, uh, and so what are we talking about here? So we, we have a lead comes in, we do a fact finder with that lead. We do get, you know, a bunch of questions answered and asked and answered. And then now we got to go rekey it. Right. And, and if we didn't have a CRM, uh, you know, we're taking it down on, on pen and paper and now the data is kind of lost unless we rekey it. Um, and so, and, and then furthermore, this organization, I think you said it, uh, you know, I had these deals in these different stages and that just tells me where everyone's at in the process. It keeps me focused. Yep. And so you could take some of the, just, you know, take all the automation away as far as like the outbound communication goes, you know, the, the stages keep the, the, the sales conversation, the renewal conversation on target, like where are they at in the process? And so when you're having your weekly check-ins with the respective departments, you know, the, the manager can quickly hone in on, Hey, why is that deal still sitting in that stage? You know, we're not having to guess, so to speak, mm -hmm. and then tie in now that the, you know, insured mind and agency zoom talk to uh, the management systems. Well, now we're not having to do double data entry. You know, what does that save us in time? You know, five, 10, 15 minutes per, you know, person per policy. Uh, it's really kind of hard to measure. You know, we are saying that you're getting 2.3 weeks worth back of outgoing uh, communication saved, but we're not talking about report building. We're not talking about, you know, data syncing. I mean, there's more time in a CRM just besides the outbound communication. Uh, when I was at State Farm, you know, what they used to tell us to do is, okay, you know, create your, your scoreboard, you know, put 100 points on it. And when your team does all this manual outbound, you know, texting, you know, communication, have them put a little tick mark down. And when they get to 100 points, they can come and they can get leave for the day. 
but it was all manual. You know, I got a guy with a piece of paper and he's over here, tick, tick, tick. Well, now the CRMs, they can, you know, they can run that tally for you. And, and, and so the producer isn't having to stop and, and go, you know, ante up every few minutes, make sure he's got his counts right. Like it's just happening. Mm, yeah. Man, that's awesome. Austin, what, uh, what's, what size should an agency be? Like what size is a, um, for, for you, like what size agency are you looking for? Would you recommend that a scratch agency just building their book should reach out to you? Or would you say once you're over a hundred thousand revenue, like, is there a threshold where you think, Hey, it makes sense to bring in lava? I think our average agency size is about 10 million, but we've got, you know, I think a couple that are above 50 and then we've got quite a few that are under five. Um, but I think our app, we average about 10 million as a, as a book size. Um, and it really comes down to cost and, and really, in my opinion, it's like, you know, we can build you a Ferrari, but if you don't put gas in the engine leads, then what's the point? Yeah. And so I'll take anybody if they're willing to pay and they'll go through the training, but I will also strongly advise maybe not to, if they're not willing to, to grow their agency, like you're going to, this is a big investment. Um, and you, and you don't want to work leads. We see agencies fight to work, to not work leads. I, like I, you were talking earlier, how you bought, you know, some, uh, uh web leads. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of our agencies last yeah. year bought over 6,000 quote, which leads. And so for every dollar they spent, they made a dollar 44 back. And I tell people this all the time. Yep. Like, and you know, when would you not make that trade? I, I'd make it every day on, and on Sunday. Like I'm going to do that all the time. But it, when I show to people and I say, okay, well, let's go buy some leads. They're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> It's like, it's, you know, you're, I mean, if out. you have, yeah. And I don't even have the automation built out for when the quote is sent. Hey, you know, we just wanted to check in. Like, I don't have any of that. My automation is all like before I even make contact with them, the lead comes in, they automatically get an email and text, you know? Yeah. 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 We make the, we make the phone call as soon as possible. But like you said, we never do more than three phone calls. It's an automated email and text. I think it goes out once a day for whatever it is, like six but or seven days or something like that. Yeah, of right. course. Yeah. So of I was, I was I'm going to continue they, to buy them. They've got like this, you know, 10 year old agency and they're, they're doing maybe a hundred K a month. And I go, I'm going to hold a gun to your head. And next month you need to write 200 K. How are you doing it? And they go, well, and they think about it for a sec and they they don't have an answer. You know, maybe we get a couple more referrals. Maybe we could cross sell a little bit. I'm like, there's 50 vendors out there that will sell you leads tomorrow and you can write that business. I almost feel like the independent channel yeah. is just clueless on this opportunity. I, I told Steven the other day I bought, um, I, I always like to every once in a while try a different vendor just to see, you know, if anything changed with the deal. Sure. I tried out this company. There's no sponsor or anything like that. I tried this company, Hometown Quotes. And I spent $500 and I got a hundred leads. And on the sixth, the first, you know, five leads, I, nothing. I haven't gotten made any contact. The sixth lead I closed was $522 in revenue. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> and Bingo. I still had, what was that? 94 leads to go. <laughs> so it's like. Bingo. You know, it's yeah. Just, so we run the math. If, you know, you can close there. like, you know, $12 leads at like 4%, you're making money, you know? Yeah. So you only need to close four out of a hundred to be profitable. And it's like, yeah. what if you close 10, you know? I know. Yeah. And we're, I mean, it's profitable to the agency even after we pay the producer. So like even what after. I started doing because we were at 10, I was like, oh, I'll just buy my producer leads. 
and we're still making money even after the split. So sure. it's like, it's just a, it's a no brainer. It keeps him happy. Cause I get to keep feeding his pipeline. I'm happy cause there's more revenue coming into the door. Everybody then, wins, you know, once agencies open their eyes to the power of buying leads, then they start to explore. Yeah. Like you said, there's a bunch of vendors out there. And yeah. so there's everything from data leads that you get from, you know, some of the big national carriers. And then there's stuff like Google pay-per-click that's a little more personalized to your agency, all the way up to things like Dave Ramsey. Uh, and we see Dave Ramsey's in certain territories close at 30%. So 30 out of a hundred leads. Wow. Wow. But the, uh, the cost, you know, the barrier to entry to Dave Ramsey, I think you got to pay like 4,500 bucks to join. Then you got to wait for a territory and then you got to attend these monthly meetings and the leads cost like 85 bucks a pop. But if you can, if you can stomach some of that upfront stuff, who doesn't want to lead the closest, you know, 30 out of a hundred. Mm. Yeah. It's big. That's yeah. big. And so I always tell people, let's get into the lead game. I'm a big fan of PPC stuff, huge fan of it because it's, you know, people that are calling the agency right now, Hey, I want an insurance yeah. today. And yeah. so they're, you know, the Googling insurance. But with a hard market, I understand that's becoming a little bit of a challenge and we're seeing a lot of guys have to put additional filters when they get on the telephone. Do you want a bundle? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Not going to be a good yeah. fit today. Call me in a year when the market changes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Austin, are, um, do you, does your company do like, um, we don't have to talk about pricing, but like, do you do like a, can you do like a per project basis? So let's say I wanted to reach out to you and say, Hey, I just want to set up my automation for my personal lines for, you know, pre-contact and after quotes sent and all that stuff. Like, can you do per project? Uh, technically we can, we do have packages. Okay. Uh, and so we okay. have like a done for you package, a do it yourself package. And then we have a package where we train the VA to build to mm. our standard, set the whole thing up. Uh, and then the beauty of what we think about that, and we call it the combo is that fast forward six months and you want to run a, a one-off campaign. You've got a VA inside your agency that knows how to do all this stuff and they can get support from my dev team. We see a lot of people kind of like that, but so like gotcha. truly ad hoc, like I'm going to call Austin and I'm going to ask him to do some random, you know, 10 hour project that isn't in his like standardized packages. We do, but we just charge yeah. the hourly rate at that point. Gotcha. Gotcha. Austin, one last thing on the automation itself. Um, from a service pipeline standpoint, when did that kind of come into the game of automation? Is that is that just me recently, you know, with just recently starting a business or an agency, just seeing that come more and more to the front in these conversations and these Facebook groups and all that? Or has that kind of been all the way? I just think there's so much power and so much opportunity that people may, who may not be utilizing the CRM or to its full capability that are missing it from the service lines or service pipeline stuff. So I think we started doing it, uh, not, I don't know, first, but for our agency, we first started doing it in about 2019. The goal post-sale, so move it to sold, the goal was to, to train them on how to use the website to get service. So we had two or three emails or texts or voicemails say, at any point, you can go to the website and you can submit a request. Mm. And the reason that we did that had a couple, couple reasons. One, we're getting people traffic on the website and that has its benefits. And then two, we are allowed to triage our day a little bit. You know, someone's asking for ID cards, someone's asking for policy changes. We can now, when those tickets come back from the website via Zapier into the CRM, we can kind of manage our day based off of the importance of the tickets. Mm. Um, and so things like, uh, you know, adding policies, changing policies, uh, requesting certs, let's funnel it all to the website. 
you know, let's train our customers, yeah. let's indoctrinate them. Yeah, what I like about that a lot is, and this, Stephen, we might have had this conversation off air, but I think a lot of times you run into this situation. I think as a, a scratch, you know, a smaller scratch agency, you run into the situation where the service request gets sent to me, the business owner, directly. Hey, send me an auto ID card, and then I send it to my VA to do the auto ID. By the time I, you know, forward the email, you know, hey, send this to blah 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 blah. I could have done the ID card myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like having that automation set up is. Think about it. They go to your website. They fill out the form. They want the auto ID card. That automatically is going to create a task which pings the VA to create the auto ID card. Does. And it's going to track it for the month so you can go back and see all your results. I just think it's, it's way more efficient. And it saves yeah. you time as the owner. I would, I would imagine. Customers, I have that right? it, yeah, that's right. You know, indoctrinating customers can be a little bit of a challenge, right? And so you just got to beat that drum. You know, and it's not yeah. going to happen overnight. You know, you know, it needs to be part of your onboarding experience and it needs to be part of your renewal experience. Hey, this is how you get service with us. I agree. I agree. And, no, and I some people are still going to pick up the phone. Some people are going to still email you. Yeah. You know, but yeah. if we can get 20% of them to do the things that we want to do, that saves us time. Mm. Man, it's That's all about setting idea. that foundation. I, it's all about setting that foundation. I mean, that is what <laughs> with the Scratch Agency podcast, that's what we're talking about, right? And and the constant conversation of training the clients, like you said, from the beginning of the sale and, and setting that foundation so that these processes, procedures, the automation, all of it is set to go as you grow. I mean, to Austin's point, a couple minutes ago, he said, you know, we're looking for people that want to grow, right? And, you know, want to invest in this and, and look at it as an investment, not just a cost. I think that... It's just another example of setting the foundation uh, strong up front. Yeah. I think it's overwhelming, honestly. It's like, where do I start? I know the CRM, but. Well, man, I, I think well, I would focus on either personal or commercial if it was me. Like, just get yeah. one of them done and yeah. just get pre sale done. I wouldn't be working a little bit of pre sale, gotcha. a little bit of renewals. Just let's knock out pre sale. Let's get, let's make the money come through the front door as easy as we possibly can. Cause now we've got hmm. expendable cash to go waste on resources. Mm, yeah. Right. If our sales engine is is the most optimal part of the agency, and things other areas are, are failing, who cares? We've got money for problems now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we can kind of take a step back and and go look how we can be better at servicing and, and renewing people. Yeah, it's I love that advice. I love that advice. That's exactly where I will start. Then, Austin, we're gonna respect your time. Look to wrap this thing up. We ask everybody this question uh, when we wrap this up, and I'm curious your response with your State Farm days and now where the industry has taken you. If tomorrow morning you woke up and you had to start over from day one in the industry, no experience. Tomorrow morning you start day one. What's something you're doing different, or what are you doing tomorrow morning? Oh man, I don't know. I think I'm doing it again the same way. Uh, <laughs> the experience was costly, but the education was worth a ride. Uh, you you awesome. know, going through some of the trials and tribulations, I think is is just part of it. Mm, uh, I'm probably doing it all over the same way. I love it, and and I think I think that's something that I've been telling myself this week particularly is. Every situation that happens, whether it's in our agencies, in your life, ask yourself, not why is this happening to me? What is this trying to teach me? What is this? What lesson is this going to help me get to that next step, whether it's in your agency or personal life, whatever that is. Austin, thank you very much again for taking the time to join us. Just plug where people can get in touch with you, just connect with you, learn more about Lava, get in touch with you about your services, all that stuff. 
Uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Sean and Stephen. It's really nice for you guys to have me out here today. You guys can reach us uh, at www.lavaautomation.com. Uh, book a demo and jump on with the team, and we can kind of walk you through what we can offer. Awesome. Awesome. Everybody, that is another episode of the Scratch Agency Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Do us a favor, like the show, share the show, and subscribe. Most importantly, remember to dig down deep, believe in yourself, and own your own future. We'll see you next week. Take care.